What's going on, guys? Uh, the wildest thing that, that has happened in my agency, I'll tell you this, um, we had the opportunity and I won't name customer or the prospect. I'm just going to throw it out there. There is a really, really well-known guy or gal, I won't even tell you. You've probably heard of some NFT stuff. When Ooh. NFTs got like huge, I'm talking like the first big one, the $70 million deal. Yeah. We, uh, we may or may not have quoted uh, some stuff for that person. So that's that's pretty awesome. So LeBron James. My name's Justin. F yeah. <laughs> Good old LeBron. <laughs> Was it Donnie J? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, my name's Justin Farnsworth. I'm uh, with the Farnsworth Family Agency in Somerville, South Carolina, and I am absolutely an insurance dude. Insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by our agencies. How? by uncovering the secrets to creating a predictable, consistent, and profitable agency sales machine. I am Craig Pretzinger. I am Jason Feldman. We are agents. We are insurance dudes. Woo! Boom! Love it, dude. Boom. You might have done that before. You sounded like you got a voice that. for radio. That's it. And a face for the camera. Oh, and a face for radio, too. <laughs> well, welcome to the insurance dudes. It's awesome to have you here. So you can't say who it was, but he might've been in the news a lot, right? A lot. You want to, and, and here's the crazy thing. I, yeah. So the backstory on that. So the deal is, and, and you guys may have seen, so I'm, I'm on our local school board, which is kind of cool. It depends on the day. I'm actually out at the, the I'm at the polls a couple months ago and which polls, I, believe it or not, you yeah, get right. Um, the ones where you get all those singles. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm at the polls and, and I'm talking to these people, believe it or not, like the, the poll is, is a great place to meet people and, and they'll call you and you get quotes and prospect. Unbelievable. That so this, is a great guy, idea. I heard that they're crazy. not good, that crazy. they're not a good risk. <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't, you don't know what you're going to get. Um, you you just don't know. So I'm talking to a, to a guy, a little, little bit older of a guy. And he's like, yeah, we, we've got, you know, listen, we just moved out here. My son-in-law and daughter-in-law are getting ready to buy a brand new house here in, in South Carolina. So we've got a place, again, I'm not going to tell you the name of the place because I don't want to give away their true identity, but we're talking like 10 mil. 10 mil for this, for this new house. And they said, Hey, they're getting ready to buy this place. Aren't you that guy that owns that agency down the street? I said, yeah. He said, and, and you're running for school board. I said, yeah, yes, sir. Wow. And, uh, sure enough. He, they, they called me the next day and we quoted it and um, there you go. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. Dude, everybody that's listening to this that doesn't know who it is, just Google it. <laughs> Yep. Yep. NFT. So, and, and it's not hard. Like South, yeah. NFT. Um, look up South Carolina. You you would never know. Um, they, they live right in South Carolina. It's it's crazy town. Wow. Crazy I had no town. idea. Did, did you ever have anybody like famous or well known, Mister Jason? What do you mean in the besides agency? You, yeah. Besides yourself, Just right? Him. Just him. Just you? Nobody. So I don't think so. Here in Tucson, U of A, the football stuff for Arizona Wildcats is a big, or any of the sports is a big deal. But when I was in school, the coach was Dick Tomey. I don't know if, if you've ever heard that. I know Jason hasn't, but you may have. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so I'm in there one day and it was near, I was still quoting a little bit, interacting a little bit with clients and in walks Dick Tomey and says, can I talk to Craig? And my guy Jazz was sitting at the front at the time and he goes, oh no, he doesn't meet. Like he's about to tell him, no, he doesn't meet with any because I was in this point where I was transitioning out of doing that. And I came running out. I'm like, no, 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 I'll take this one. So I had Dick mm -hmm. Tomey in my office and it was just like crazy because I remember when we played against Miami, we beat Miami. We were on the field, like pulling down the posts 
And like, you know, he was the coach and he's like, I remember, oh yeah, you know, so it was, it was pretty cool to be able to do that. But that was my claim to fame at the agency. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> like talk, to the, talk to coach. He did pass away recently, but yep. Everybody gets old. Well, so look, not everybody. There's so many things I want to talk about, yeah. but let's just dive in. Let, give us your how you got into the insurance business and why you chose this over uh, rock climbing or whatever it may be. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and it was close. It was, it was actually <laughs> the rock. The rock climbing career was was on a uh, on a tear. We we're going up. Um, you were using ropes. You have to free solo. <laughs> it's right. the only way you can get a movie. That's it. That's it. So yeah. So, you know, honestly, kind of a cool story. Um, I was in wealth management. So I was in banking for a number of years. Long ago, you know, rewind past that. I was uh, military. I was Navy. That's how I ended up here in South Carolina. Super cool. So yeah, really, I I saw the world. Um, Listen, not not many 20 year olds can say they operated um, nuclear reactors. That's that's kind of a cool thing, right? (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah, just just like Homer, pretty, pretty much, pretty much. So I got to do that for a while. Fast forward, you know, wealth management really, really kind of set us up. And um, we were looking, you know, my wife and I, kind of the family, we, we just wanted, we really were looking to, to do something with a, on our own, whatever that looked like, just own a business. We had done some side hustle stuff. We had some rental properties, that sort of thing. And lo and behold, um, the agency popped up. Uh, we were looking at everything. I mean, listen, we were looking at um, convenience stores, restaurants, searching every single day, looking at businesses that, that were popping up. And um, this one kind of came across my radar. And so, you know, listen, I'd, I already had the financial background. And so it wasn't that far of a leap to go over to the insurance side. But but just like my agents today, I, I had to go back. I had to do all the testing. I had to get my PNC license, all sorts of fun. So here we are. Here we are a couple of years later and uh, rock, rocking and rolling. So you were looking at all kinds of franchises? Yeah, you name it. Um, And and again, it was really, you know, I looked at some, um, some sub shops. Uh, yeah, like I said, convenience stores, really just anything. And, and at some point, listen, this is this is the retirement plan. But at, at the end of the day, I think we wanted something that eventually becomes pretty passive. We want to own it and, and retain it and be able to pass it down if we want to. It was just anything that had an ROI. Listen, I'm, I'm an investment guy. I came from wealth management. I help people for a long time build wealth. And, and I saw that. That, that business ownership was was that ends to that mean or that means to the end. It's a backwards day or something like that, right? <laughs> and uh, like I said, this really did, when I really started thinking about it, I was like, man, I, I, and I had sold. So in the wealth management space, I, I did life insurance and we did a good chunk of that. But when you, when you really start thinking about the P&C side and, and I dug into it, and I was like, I'd never just kind of imagined that path. And here we are. So it's, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. A little deeper into my story. I know I I played off like I was just a bartender, which I was, but like I was going back to school full time and I was looking into prior to that, I was almost open to restaurant, which is funny because it's like the same stuff that you're, that you're looking into. And then during the school thing, I said, so I went back to school and I said, I'm going to open my own business uh, once I graduate. And through that process, I said, if by the last year, I I cannot figure out exactly what I want to do. I will go into insurance because my my wife's family was all uh, certain captive agency owners and they had a really great life for their family. So I said, you know what? I had a couple little ones at the time and I said, you know what? If I can't figure it out, then I'll just go into that. And so I did the whole thing, looked at every franchise, looked at the sub shops, looked at everything. And when you start breaking down the numbers, 
I mean, that stuff is silly. Like as silly as it is, the numbers that we're talking about, like I bought a this agency for three quarters of a million dollars, which is crazy considering I don't actually own mm-hmm. my book. But like when you look at the numbers of these sub shops and everything, it's like you have to own 10, 20 of them to get the kind of return mm-hmm. you yep. want. Staff, oh. They're hard to pick up too. It's not like you can just go out and buy 10 subways. You need to, right. You got to yeah, get I mean, we look, Listen, we look, I, look, I looked at like yogurt shops, um, mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a guy in South Carolina. He's got that corner, like just market cornered. He's he's got yeah. 10 or 15 of them just crushing it. And so, yeah, a lot of a lot of things like that. You know, one thing, and, and I'll tell you, looking back, super happy I didn't do it. We we were this close. Like I had paperwork in hand. This is this is pretty much right before COVID. So like 2019, 2020, almost went into um, cruise planning, like travel agency. Oh no. <laughs> The timing of that. Could you imagine going through that? Yeah, we dodged that one. So all good. All good. That would have been rough. So what was the driving force? Like I heard in there, like you're you're a wealth manager, you and you were helping people get wealthy with their investments. So were you seeing that the highest propensity of people that had wealth had been entrepreneurial and that was where the money was coming that they could invest? Yeah, thousand percent. Thousand percent. Um, you know, small business owners, um, a lot, a lot of real estate folks. Um, you tend to see that here. South Carolina's a little bit different. You know, you definitely you get you get some rural type stuff, um, some some farming and agriculture kind of um, self made kind of folks. But yeah, at, at the end of the day, just just business ownership. Um, entrepreneurship, there's technology, that sort of thing. And so it just, it married them all. And and I was like, mm-hmm. listen, I already, I already get the finance side of it. Like, it's just numbers. You know, you guys talk about it all the time. At the end of the day, it's just numbers. And so I, I knew that piece of it. And then when I coupled it in and, and I started thinking, I was like, talk about a recession proof product. I'm in. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 100, 100%. It was always was a my- struggle until COVID when everybody ran the other direction and we went all in on leads and it was like, holy crap, it works. And it worked mm-hmm. in the worst economy ever. Even well, maybe better. now yeah. is worse, but it seemed like the worst economy ever <laughs> at that time. You know, listen, I'm, I'm going to give you a, a horrible analogy and, and you may cut this out of the podcast. But it, I mean, it's like legal <laughs> crack. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you got to have... <laughs> Mafia. You got to have it. It, it, it. I mean, literally legitimately, and this is what I tell my new producers, I literally take them out to the road. You know, we're, we're on a high profile street and, and we stand right there and we just stand, we sit there and we're quiet for a few minutes. And, and I look over and I say, what do you think about that? What's custom? Why do you have me out here on the side of the road, just looking at the, these cars and these people going by? What, what's up with that? I said, there is no other industry on this planet where every single person that just passed you, I'm talking hundreds, thousands of people, every single person on this planet has to have what you're selling. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. <laughs> Super cool. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And you do see that when the, uh, when the tides shift and the economics get all wacky, you really see that stuff happening. And it's, it's crazy that and then the insurance agents, you, you hear them all complaining about, you know, oh, our carrier takes rate, rate increases or this or this. Yes. We, we get waves of stuff, but like, yeah, you still have to have it, you know, like that's it. That's it. Oh. I hope I don't ruffle feathers here, but I know I will. I think that the ones that complain about the rate increases are focused on doing the wrong activity. Because when a rate increase happens for me, the value of my book just went up. My commission checks went up. Everything just went up. The only way I'd be complaining is if I have to handle those phone calls of people calling in to complain about their rates. But I don't put myself in that position because I don't like to do that. So there's no problem. I like rate increases. (laughs) 
right? Right. Like we need yeah. to put ourselves in situations doing the things we like, and then we're not upset about the things we can't control. I will say this though, because I was on the front lines a few times with the rate increases and you know, they're coming, right? As long as you know they're coming, we had prepared for what we were going to say. And we had that stuff down. Like I like, like I feel very secure when I'm prepared about for things. And I think this is a good tip with our salespeople and stuff. If they're ultra prepared for that, like objection, it ain't no sweat. It comes out like that. Mm -hmm. It's when you're not prepared. And that is what's really cool about this is that you can prepare for these, for these things. But if you choose Absolutely. not to, and, and, yeah, if you choose not to, you're you're up the you know what, and, and yeah, you know, listen. At, at the end of the day, and, and not only can you prepare insurance, I mean, we all know, like it, it's so highly regulated. You know what the guy down the street from you is getting ready to get into. You know everybody else's rate increases. So there, there again, there's just not a lot of industries where you can read the competition like that. And, and we have that discussion all the time in the agency. Like, yeah, guys, it, it is what it is. Our our rates are going up. But guess what? Everybody's are. It's not, it's not just us. It's not just us. So. Yep. hundred percent. We, we make it work. We make it work. So you opened the doors in 2020? or did, no- November 2020. Yeah. Right at the tail end of, of all the, all the craziness. Yeah. Okay. So what was are the we early win? Tail end? Yeah, we're still in the tail end. <laughs> the, con- the continuous tail end? <laughs> well, I was, I was just in Mexico. There were a lot more people wearing masks there than there were in Arizona. Just like uh-huh. now, you know? was interesting. Huh. Just an observation. But, but what was the early win? What happened that you were like, hell yeah, we made the right decision? Oh, man. Do you want to start with the win or you want to start with the with the learning? Well, yeah. <laughs> Either one. I mean, listen, and, and I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, I'll, I'll be upfront with you. 2021, I'm not going to call that a throwaway year. I'm going to call it a learning year. Mm, um, yep. 2021 was was a challenge. And, and you know, listen, brand new to, to this type of business, this industry. I inherited some staff that, that just honestly were not phenomenal. It is what it is. And, and I had to learn and, and get through that. And here's the real kicker. I, I did, when I came on board, we had a customer service manager. She had been with uh, with our carrier um, for 30 plus years. Long story short, she, she passed away. So mid 2021, and I'm still like trying to learn the ropes. And I'm like, oh my God. crap. <laughs> Like I've got some producers that are not really doing fantastic. I'm trying to learn the ropes. I'm trying to be an owner. I'm closing deals. Like I'm in the middle of this thing. She's kind of the the string, the glue that's holding it all together. Cause our customers for forever on the book love her and she passes away. Oh yeah. So, so 2021 was, was she, she was in her sixties and it's so a COVID. I, I mean, it was COVID and, oh. and it is what it is. Yeah, totally. Brutal. Brutal. Absolutely. And and so that that was a learning lesson. And and so 2021, you know, there there were some challenges there, but but I had to learn from it. And and listen, it, it, I think for anybody at that point, you'd you'd be like, I'm out. Like th- this is th- this is ridiculous. I don't know what I'm doing, but we we flipped the script and and 2022, we we again we just flipped it. I've I've got some amazing folks. Started with the Teledude stuff. If you stick with it and you have the right attitude about it, because again, that that could get anybody down. That sort of stuff. Holy cow! We rebounded. We rebranded, and um, we're we're rocking. So so as part of that learning thing, at what point? Because I came from the I came from Merrill Lynch, so I I understand that world too. And this is something that I went through. So I'm just curious if it happened to you. At what point did you, as you were quoting and closing deals? Did you go, oh, wow, we just made $120 off of that two hours I just spent with your house where you're thinking back to an annuity you sold, you made 20 grand in one day, right? Like, so that's right. 
What yeah, and it, it just becomes right to your point. And and so at that point, it, listen, it is what it is. It it's it's quantity. You you right. have to look at it as a quantity game um in order to grow at the levels that, that we want to grow at. But at the same time, I think we're where we've really excelled and, and I think we're doing just phenomenal. On the flip side of that, I think you have to balance the quantity with still being that personable local agency. Listen, at the end of the day, like there's still people are still doing business with people. You know, we, we can do as much as quantity as we want. So yeah, so you're you're absolutely right. Listen, that's a huge difference. And and the other piece of the puzzle is now all of a sudden I've I've got a staff that I've got to pay. I've got to figure out the margins on that $120 home sale that I just made. So how many of those do I have to have in a month? <laughs> so it's just, you know, it, it's compounded. But yeah, you, at some point that that switch, absolutely, it, it has to flip. But yeah, it, later, the, the honest answer, it, it probably took me probably a good year. I mean, I, yeah. I listen, I had to figure out lead sources. I hadn't done any of that stuff. But in the wealth management space, I didn't do I, any of that. I do love that you got to the math, though. That's important, right? Because I think that a lot of agents for a very long time, including myself. I mean, almost a decade, I'm sitting here looking for the, the better mousetrap. Like I want to build a better mousetrap. I got to build a better mousetrap. How am I going to catch people? And it wasn't that it, it should be, I need to do the math, figure out like, that's where this, like, it was like, oh man, what have I been doing for 10 years? I needed to figure the math out and then it's easy. Then you just plug and chug, right? Then it's just, okay, it's how many dollars do I need to throw at it to make that happen? Right. Versus, oh, let me find the thing. It's like, we're all, it seems like, you know, for so long, I, for, at least for me, I struggled with trying to find the thing instead of just work the math out first, you know? Cause yeah. that, there's no lying in the numbers, right? The numbers are the numbers. And I feel you too. Cause like, like I started in at the very tail end of 2016. So I'm a new, newer agent and I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was in my father-in-law's office for like a month sitting at a desk for like a couple of hours a day. Like, <laughs> You know, I learned a, a few things like CSR type things. And he, I mean, he gave me some great tips and stuff like that. But like, dude, here's when I come button. to the agency, here's how you yeah, turn it on. Like, I was just, I mean, I never managed people before. Uh, Not that. Yeah, never. I was never a manager. I was always the guy that's like, no, nah, <laughs> whatever you're going to pay me is not worth <laughs> to having all the mm -hmm. extra stuff. So yeah, it can be overwhelming. Then and then you feel like like how the hell do I get this thing working? And then at some point you realize, okay, somebody's got this working. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah. okay, once you figure out the math, all of the scared, all the insecurities, and all that stuff disappears because then it's like, oh, this equals this. If this goes up to this, then this mm -hmm. is bad. If it goes down to this, then this is bad. And like, if you say this, it works eighty percent of the time. If you have all that out. Not bad. Yeah, I mean, you like figure out like you right, just a couple things, right? Um, you figure yeah. out the levers. Uh, you figure out those levers, levers. And, and you move them down the line, and and you know that that's it. it listen, going back to my nuclear power days, you, you knew you, you had to know the equation. Yeah. If you do this, this is going to happen in the nuclear power plant, and and you just figured it out. And you know, history taught you that. Listen, we we certainly didn't try to reinvent the wheel in in the Navy nuclear power program. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I hope not. <laughs> I, the, you know, I, I think some some guy and, and listen. <clears throat> at the end of the day, there are some guys, and and 
you guys especially, you, you figured it out. And, and once you, you figured out that, and like I said, once you figure out that equation, those levers, then you can dial it in over here. Then you can dial it in over here. All right, if I if I move this just a little bit, it's it's working. So I'm not going to go do like these sweeping changes, but I can I can turn this little amplifier button and and let's see what that does, dude. So I want to I like next question. I want to know you bought this agency. The manager dies, like the worst thing ever. You're left with God knows what to do. How did you go from that to last October's post where you're selling 23,000 in premium in one day? So like what happened between that? Like, like what does your staff look like? How did that change from the, how many people did you have when she passed? So through the rest of 2021, it was, it was like me and one other person. Oh, how'd you go from that? We we were just, yeah. And and so we're just trying to literally keep afloat. I'm, I'm like, man, how do I at least keep this thing going until we can figure out what we need to do to get where we're going. Listen, I said since day one, we will be one of the largest, in in our case, captive agencies in the Southeast. That's my end goal, right? We're going to get there. And so I had to figure out like, holy crap, all this bad stuff is happening. I'm trying this. It's not working. I'm trying this. It's not working. I'm trying this. It's not working. What's out there? Something's working because I'm seeing these other big agencies. Something's working. And and I really started kind of hanging around, came across Teledudes, came across you guys. And and I see like, oh, holy cow. It's it's about these little, it's, you know, listen, the way of the future. I think the internet leads. I think the telemarketing. That's that's where it's going, and and I genuinely believe that. And and so I think it's a culture. I think it was a shift in my mindset to say like this. This is where it's going. I'm I'm going to buy in. Like I've I've got to I've got to kind of you know what or get off the pot. Let's go. And and so I think that you have to buy in. If someone's not going to buy into it, they're going to fail. I, I talk to guys all the time and and I've had a bunch of guys that that try, they'll try the telemarketing thing and they'll do it for like three weeks. It's just too much. My agents are overwhelmed. We can't handle it. It just didn't work. I, I love that. By the way, that is the best thing. It's like too many leads, too much stuff. My guys can't handle it is my favorite one. Right? And I get shocked every time I hear it. I'm like, dude, that's like yeah. the greatest problem on the planet to have. It sounds like, like you're going to complain about anything. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, it, and and so I talked to him like, you got to give it a shot. You got, you got to give it its, it's full time length. You got to let it build. You got to build that funnel. You got to, again, there, there's just a lot of pieces to the puzzle. And so a lot to really answer the question, I think it's buy-in. I bought into it big time. And then the second piece of the puzzle is, is people, you know, listen, I, I told you from the get-go, I, I kind of inherited a staff, just not phenomenal. It is what it is. The old agency owner, they, they were just kind of chugging along. You know, some of these guys, they're, they're living off their renewals. That's not where we're going. We're, we're growing. And, and if you don't want to grow, then, then you don't want to be a part of my agency. Right. So that, that was the shift. And so then when you have that mindset, when you start putting that vision into practice, all of a sudden you find the right people, you find the right agents, and then they're the ones coming in that get excited about it. Like if I'm excited about it, they get excited about it. And then they're writing 23,000, whatever that was in yeah. uh, premium in a day. So. A few keywords that you said that I want everyone to pay attention to is vision. You had a like a definiteness of purpose, like like you were like all in. Like it wasn't like I might figure this out or I'm going to dip my toe. And it's like, Mike, I'm going to be the biggest agency around. Like that's it. And I think that anybody I know that has done massive movements with their business has always had that. 
where it's like, I am going to get to this point or the agency shuts down. Like those are the two options. And I think that it takes that because there are a thousand reasons every day to not do it. If you want to take them, it's not easy to achieve like great numbers to have a $23,000 day. That is not easy. And it definitely doesn't just, just happen. You know, if you're buying some leads and, you know, Sally and Frank are out front and you just hope that they do well. And at the end of the day, you're like, did you do good? You know, like it ain't going to happen. Never. That's right. So yeah, it builds up. And, and I mean, listen, it builds up. December um, was our best month yet. Um, this past December. And and it, to your point, you talk about a thousand reasons. There's 10,000 reasons in, in a holiday month, December, it's the end of the year. Like you can come up with 10,000 reasons and, and they do. I, you, we all see it. We see agents all over the, all over the country, all over the place. Well, it, it's just December. We can't do anything. Right. We rocked it out. Like my guys knocked that. it out the park in December. And, and we ended up at 130 items. Nice. Now, now for us, listen, there's only, I've got three guys. One of them is part-time. So really wow. I got two full-time guys, part-time guy. There were at 130 items that for me awesome, for yeah. two years in, dude, I'm stoked. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's phenomenal. So we're, we're building on it and they're already two days into this month. We're on track to, to crush that one. So it's, it's, it's getting there. We're I'm, I'm excited. Like I, I'm just super, super stoked to that see it awesome. happen when it, when it happens. That's, that's a cool bar. When you see it, when you go from the low that we were in, Mm-hmm. in 2021 and then to get yeah. to the point where you're actually chugging along and you're like man this thing's working like that's, yeah. that's pretty cool and when you really know the math then it's like oh i have these two guys and they're only producing four quotes they should be producing 20 quotes or 20 quoted households yeah. now i can move to capacity like i you know like you know what you need to get to capacity and then ramp up capacity yep. ramp up and yep. it's just like well that's how you scale it. and that's what i tell yeah. them every day and and so that's you know listen I've, I've got my search i actually start some interviews tomorrow because i'm bringing on two new guys you know we're bringing on two new agents which which is awesome because of the growth and we, we need it i've got to have it i'm bringing on a new telemarketer like there's there's just some really cool stuff happening but thousand percent once you know the math like now that i know okay this number of leads gets me here this number of quotes gets me here this number of average you know call-ins transfer-ins live transfers a day gets me here i know that so now i can just dial that up yeah so it's 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 pretty cool so that 23k day how how excited did you get <laughs> yeah i think we it, it there might still be confetti on the ground um, <laughs> Yeah, I like get too excited when we have those huge days, and then there's like a, a two thousand dollar day, and you're like, ah, oh, you know, and it's like managing that. How do you manage that emotion, like between the the huge days and then the not so great day? Yeah, well, I think at the end of the day, listen, you have to, you have to, have to, have to. You've got to celebrate those big days, like big time. Yeah, like I said, in in the agency, um, literally, like we we do. I think I bought out our local store on confetti cannons. Like we do so much <laughs> confetti. It's Actual confetti. Um, Love it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like they like the twist them and, and it's just explodes. Explode. And nice. so, cool. Yeah. So we do a lot of that. I reward the guys, you know, listen, guys and gals in incentives, lunches, like that sort of stuff really goes a long way. But again, at the end of the day, they've got to feel it. Like if I'm excited about, like I come out of my office, like hooting and hollering and screaming, <laughs> you know, we're chatting back and forth every single sale. Like we're doing ridiculous things in, in the chat. Like we'll have a theme for the week. Last week's was um, laser animals. <laughs> and so like every sale, they're getting some stupid like animal with lasers coming out its eyes. That... And they're like, they're looking forward to it. Like that's what they're looking. They're like, oh my God, what's going to be the next like laser animal? Ooh, we could put you in charge of the oh, thing. I love week. that. <laughs> 
right? I love it. But it's, I like laser it's animals. stuff like that. I think it's just, it's exciting. I, listen, I think about it and I wouldn't, I really don't, I don't ever, ever, ever want to compare any of us to like a car dealership, but <laughs> think about, but. think about sales. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and we've all been at a car dealership when those guys make a sale, they go bonkers. Yeah. I and mean, they're like ringing bells. They're ringing gongs, like confetti, like they're making announcements. And I think sales guys, if you're a true sales person, a sales like, that you, you need that. You need yeah, 100% have to. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't understand that if you haven't been a part of a true sales culture, then you don't understand that. Like it's all about those little wins. It's, it's about going to war and that's what it feels like, yeah. right? It's about going to war and then having those wins, those victories, and then all high five and being a part of that. Like yeah. that's the actual fuel. And I hear you like, you know, we, we used to do all kinds of different promos and stuff like that. And it's like, dude, you, you might have like a promo that costs you like, Hey, I'm buying the guy's lunch or something that you can buy. And you're like, dude, that, that cost me 30 bucks. And these guys are like mm-hmm. fighting to the death to like be the winner. And it's like, but. But then at other times you're like raising the commission and doing something and like it falls on deaf ears because it's too far out or maybe it's a lot of math involved or something. It's like, dude, they just want, they want to win. They don't want to have to do mm-hmm. complicated math or wait too long or yeah, super important, super yeah. important. Yeah. I mean, that instant gratification, that it's, it's just a big piece of it. So, yeah. and, and it's culture. Uh, and listen, at the end of the day, and, and we're still a, a pretty small team, but it's just building that culture. And, and we get along really well, like it genuinely an agency family. And so that's kind of that. cool. Like when you celebrate wins together, until as an agency owner, if, and, and I would tell anybody listening to this, if you haven't experienced that yet, you need to figure out how. Because that, that's a game changer.